Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Ever Evolving with Your Holistic Healer. My name is Catherine, and I am a holistic kinesiologist, a mentor, a theta healer, an EFT practitioner, and my main mission in life is to help sensitive people just like yourself to feel more confident and more in love with themselves. So, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> And these podcasts are really here to do the exact same thing, to help you to grow in love with yourself, to evolve, to like yourself and to have compassion for yourself through all different life experiences. And in today's episode, I'm going to share something that happened to me recently where my nervous system went absolutely off the charts. I was so dysregulated. I felt so super anxious. I could barely sleep. And I'm sharing this with you just to show you how I managed that situation, how I showed up for myself. And also that it's so normal to have times where you feel dysregulated and you feel anxious, even if you feel like you have everything together, even though you might feel like you got your shit together. <laughs> you will still have times where it doesn't feel like you have your shit together and that is okay. So this thing that happened that really set me off into an absolute spin technically wasn't a big deal. And I'm saying big deal in like quotation marks, big deal, because when I actually told other people about what happened, they were like, oh, okay. Like, and everyone was kind of looking at me like I was being really dramatic and I was just blowing this thing out of proportion. But the more that other people told me I was blowing it out of proportion, the more upset I got and the more I judged myself. So essentially the moral of the story is that your triggers are personal to you. And you know that something is super freaking triggering if it is if you have like this really big response to an event that you deep down know technically like like the response is bigger than maybe the situation warrants so i'll just tell you what happened so we um and if you've been listening to my podcast for a while i'm sure you must be sick of me talking about my dog but <laughs> it's related to my dog <laughs> so my beautiful dog rufus um we he's oh, just over one now um we live in an apartment we're moving to a house but we bought him knowing that we were going to be living in a house uh in the in the near future so he is too big for the apartment he is a large dog he just wants to go out and live his life and I do not blame him and even though we walk him a lot even though we spend a lot of time with him like it's just not an ideal environment for him and that is not his fault that is our fault so I do feel quite guilty about that that he is a big dog and is stuck in an apartment even though we take him out a lot and so like my guilt is just this undercurrent in this whole situation as well and because he does get a little bit bored and he also gets a little bit anxious as well he can be pretty vocal so he can bark a fair bit um which absolutely grinds my gears <laughs> and it is apparently grinding a lot of my net well one of my neighbor's gears as well so even though we're trying our absolute best with him to um stop him from barking he just goes in these stages sometimes where he'll bark um like once or twice you know an hour every now and then so anyway <laughs> 
I just felt like I had to give you some context in this story. So a little while ago when we, we had another neighbor living in our building, she had a dog as well. And she kept getting these nasty notes from people saying that they're going to remove her dog and all this horrible stuff. But at this point, no one had sent us a note about Rufus yet. But I was kind of like prepared for it because one of our neighbors complains about everything, including someone else's air conditioner being too loud. And she complains about people showering um, at unreasonable times. So it's a recipe for disaster, essentially, where you've got a neighbor who's hypersensitive about noise and a large barking dog. Again, not the best decision that we ever made to get a big dog in an apartment. But anyway. What, what happens when you have a dog that barks a lot is the more attention you give it, the more it is reward, like the more you're rewarding that behavior. So in order to stop Rufus from barking, I've just been trying to ignore him and letting him bark his little heart out. That apparently has not been welcomed by one of our neighbors. And one day I walked downstairs and I saw a note on the front door saying, um, it was saying something like, Dear dog owner, we've tolerated your dog's barking constantly for six months now. Um, what you're, you're breaking the law and what your dog is doing is creating noise pollution and we are calling the police if you don't do anything about it in seven days. And that note put me, I, I was crushed. I felt so, so bad because... This whole time we've had Rufus, I've been so worried about upsetting other people with any noise because I don't like excessive noise either. As a highly sensitive person, I like more quiet, chill environments. So I I am then extending that same courtesy to others and doing our absolute best to keep Rufus happy and busy and content and like just, you know, have him have an enjoyable life so that he doesn't bark too much. And then so that doesn't irritate anyone else, also it doesn't irritate me. Um, so to then get that note, I felt like such a failure. And then I was also absolutely terrified because I've grown up being a token good girl. And the idea of someone calling the cops on me just absolutely freaked me out. So the response I had from that note was that I then became afraid to run into anyone on the street. So on the note, it said like, we live, we live next door or we live in a building next door. So, but then I was like, well, is it the neighbor downstairs writing a note and pretending to be someone else? Cause she's done that before too. So I just went like so hypervigilant. It was really horrible. I was nervous about someone like abusing me on the street. I was nervous about leaving the apartment and finding more notes. And it got to the point that I, I also wasn't sleeping. I was so uptight that I would just wake up in the middle of the night and I was having dreams of Rufus barking, even though he actually wasn't. So it was became a really, really horrible situation for me for about a week until those seven days were up or that they said on the note that they would call the police after seven days. So in this space of time as well, I was researching. I was like, can people even call the cops on a dog? <laughs> like seriously. And it was just a really, it was really uncomfortable being in my mind and being in my body for that week. And I recognize that. And I also recognize that, you know, like 
everyone was saying to me, oh, it's fine. Like they can't call the police on a dog. Like it's not a big deal. Like just get over it. And the more, like I'd said at the start of the podcast, the more people would say that to me, the worse I would feel. And I was like, why am I making such a big deal out of this note? Why is everyone able to look at that and be like, oh, whatever, like including my partner, he who also lives with me, he was like, oh, oh what are you going to do about it? Like they can call the cops. We're moving in like a few weeks anyway. So, you know, it's not going to be a problem soon. So they'll be fine. But I was just so hard on myself thinking, why, why can't I just be so carefree about it? Like everyone else is, why am I making such a big deal out of this? And that story, that judgment I was making on myself, then ramped up the feelings I was feeling because I was not only responding to the note and feeling unsafe, I was also then responding to the judgment I was making on myself. And the backstory of why I felt so triggered as well is because I grew up in a household where I felt like I had to walk on eggshells a lot and make sure that everyone else was okay. And that then trickled into the rest of my life I then ended up living with other people having housemates where I felt like I had to walk on eggshells where I had to constantly be watching my back and that was why the reaction I had to the note was so big because it brought up those old traumas and those old experiences of feeling like I constantly had to watch my back I constantly had to be worrying about everything else around me I constantly had to be on edge on guard to just be prepared for the next thing that was going to happen. So whilst logically I knew that the note technically wasn't a big deal and it was maybe just someone who was just having a very bad day that day when they wrote the note, my body wasn't responding to logic because that's what happens when we get triggered, when it's a real deep old wounding or if it's something that you've still hold, you're still holding on to your body will respond in a way that almost defies logic. And when we get triggered, the trigger switches off the logic part of the brain anyway, and the emotional part completely takes over. So not only was my body having a big reaction, but my mind was completely like not operating on logic at all. My emotions were completely taking over and I just could not think straight. So telling myself that it was going to be fine and it's not a big deal just wasn't cutting it because those thoughts were coming from my conscious mind and the reaction I was having was subconscious. So my conscious and my subconscious just were not talking to each other. And again, that's what happens when you get triggered when a real old wounding comes up. So if you're in that situation where you've gotten really triggered and you're trying to tell yourself it's all good, it's all good, and you're getting, you're like, why is my self-talk not working? then that's most likely the reason because our triggers don't respond to logic. So if they don't respond to logic, then what do you do? So what I did is I kind of unpacked what I was so afraid of in the situation. I unpacked that I realized I was afraid of someone stopping me in the street and abusing me, which I have actually had encounters of this neighbor stopping me in the street and having a go at me. So that within itself wasn't an unrealistic kind of fear so I kind of sat with myself and I was like right okay if I see her down the street I'm gonna say this and this and this so I had that planned in my mind and that was all good but that wasn't enough I was still having a really big reaction so in the end what really did it was that I 
spoke to myself. I imagined speaking to my inner child and I just said to myself, none of this is your fault because I blamed myself for the dog barking. I blamed myself for not having a better hold on the situation. I blamed myself for not being perfect and not being able to control everything. And when I actually sat with myself and realized that's where this, this frustration and this anxiety and this fear was coming from, I was able to shift it. And the more I just said to myself, this is not your fault. This is not your fault. You've done nothing wrong. The better I felt. Because like I said, it all came from experiences in the past in my childhood where I felt like I had to walk on eggshells because if I wasn't wary of what other people were going to do or if I wasn't wary of other people, then maybe I would say something or do something and maybe they would get mad or maybe something would happen outside of my control and then I would get upset. So telling myself that I had done nothing wrong and that nothing was my fault was almost like speaking to that younger part of me that felt like she had to constantly be on guard and constantly be on edge. So the reason why I'm sharing all of this with you, like I said at the start, is to kind of talk through the responses our body can have when we get triggered and that, you know what, it took me, it took me like five days or so to really get to the bottom of it because I spent quite a bit of time actually being like, oh, I must just be nervous because I'm worried about someone seeing me, like having a go at me on the street. So I wasn't actually looking at the root of it because I did actually let other people's judgments influence me. I, I listened to other people when they're like, oh, it's not a big deal, it's fine. When I actually really should have just listened to myself and honored what I was feeling and honored the trigger and being like, you know what? Even if it's not a big deal to other people, it obviously is a big deal to me. And that is all that matters. So this is just another reminder as well that other people aren't always going to understand why you get triggered the way that you do. And I also feel that triggers aren't necessarily a bad thing because my triggers showed me that I just needed to show more love to my younger self. I just needed to sit take note, stop focusing so much on everything else going around me and focus on myself. And that's what the trigger led me to do. So I really honestly don't see triggers as a bad thing. Our triggers are showing us how we can love ourselves more, how we can show up for ourselves more and how we can actually heal and evolve. So if you do get triggered regularly just know that it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just your body's way of trying to show you what you need. And at that time, I needed to focus on myself and love myself more. I needed to stop blaming myself and stop worrying about pissing everyone off and actually start worrying more about me and my own welfare, my own well-being, not prioritizing the dog and prioritizing the neighbor and prioritizing all the people across the street. I just needed to focus on me. And that was, even though it was quite a painful lesson to be reminded of, it was, it was a lesson nonetheless. And that happened like a month ago and touch wood, we've had no place at our door as yet. And we're moving out in just over three weeks. So hopefully it'll all be fine. But anyway, I'm sure it will, because again, I really don't think that anyone can call the police on a dog. 
But if you would like some support on managing your triggers and learning how to move through the events and little things that really just rock you, especially those things that you like logically tell yourself, this isn't a big deal. Why am I making this such a big deal? Those are especially the ones to look at. Those are especially the golden nuggets when it comes to self-love and healing and evolving. So if you want to chat, if you do want to start, you know, diving into that, then I've got some links in the description um, or you just message me on Instagram and we can start chatting about some different ways we can work together to get you feeling better about yourself and your life. Because when you feel better in yourself, everything changes. The world looks better. Relationships are more enjoyable. You feel like you have more purpose and that all comes from within. But if this has resonated with you at all, or if you're someone who is just like, thank you for just being honest about life experiences, then send me a DM because that's the only way I really know if you guys are enjoying this because otherwise it's just me chatting into a microphone. But I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you have a beautiful evening, afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are in the world.